0: episode 8 will ai make ux design obsolete now i've gotten this question and so the scenario that everyone seems to come up with is you know first you're going to get just rid of the repetitive jobs that are getting replaced by ai but then gans will start generating everything and who needs a designer when a computer can put out a thousand designs a second right well obviously i wouldn't be talking about this if i thought this was a problem Today, we'll be covering how AI can change UX and design. This podcast is called Design for AI. It is here to help define the space where machine learning intersects with UX, where we talk to experts and discuss topics around designing a better AI. The music is by Roll Music. I'm your host, Mark Bailey. Let's get started. I wanted to start with an example. Everyone knows of Deep Blue. It's the chess application that first got everyone's attention by beating the best chess player. Since then, AI has beat the best Go players and can beat anyone at competitive video games even. But do you know who has beat the AI systems? Human AI hybrids. The top ranked chess systems right now that can beat any AI out there are all human AI hybrids. The human brain and the AI system both make a lot of shortcuts. And they make these shortcuts in different ways. They do better filling in for each other's weak spots. The best system is always augmented, not replacement. I'm not the only one who thinks this. IBM CEO Ginny Rometty recently said that if she considered the initials AI, uh, she would have preferred augmented intelligence instead of artificial intelligence. Now, while AI isn't going to take over UX or make it obsolete, I do think that there will be a lot of change. In the scenario I was talking about with the GAN generating a 1,000 designs a second, this is actually the case right now. They can do that. But the automated generation doesn't mean good. A few years back, there was a company that promised to get rid of the needs for website design. Um, you might have heard of it. It was called The Grid. It developed very underwhelming results, but... You might ask it if it could get better if maybe another company were to do it. Well, Google also tried something similar. You may have heard of them testing 42 shades of blue against each other to try and get just the right blue with the best response rate. Now that little fine detail was successful, but when they tried expanding the analytics based design past those very basic items, they kept hitting this wall. So why is this the case? Well, to get a better AI, you need better UX. There are mutual benefits on both sides that run in a cycle. If you start with the AI getting more useful, then what that leads to is the ML model produces more data that is also useful. And from there, a new model is trained off of that data. And this makes the AI to become more useful itself. When the AI becomes more useful, Uh, ML models start spouting up everywhere, delivering unneeded advice and tasks which just add to confusion instead of actually solving problems. And this creates the need for a better UX. And of course, once a better UX is created and refined, then the AI gets used more and the cycle starts all over again. So if the cycle shows that there is still a need for UX, how will the job itself change? Well, like most other jobs, It is the boring and repetitive, monotonous parts that are going to go away. There will be automation of design. The part that I talked about in the scenario, with the ML models getting generated a thousand times a second, so this already exists, and the new UX designer is going to become more of a curator instead of a generator of new designs. And this has already started to happen as the design tools get better and UX design matures anyway. Uh, There's no reason to redesign the same widget over and over again for an entire career. The need for system designers is evidence of this. They design a component once, and then it's used and customized for everyone using that specific system. And the same for this should also hold true. And I'm going to go ahead and talk about this in the three main areas that I can think of that have to do with design. So there's uh, UX design, UX research, and UX management. So first, for design, for the designs that you do create, Nothing is new here, but you're gonna want to concentrate more on empathy. The problem with machine learning models is understanding humanness. How can you figure out for the app to react to the user's current context and mood? Some of the cutting edge research right now is called ensemble models. The basic idea is that the ML models are good at doing one thing really well. So if you take a bunch of these models and put them together and add another model that makes a decision for which model to use, It creates a more robust experience. This is what is needed to be designed. Every change in context is going to need to be a different ML model. As part of knowing the context, I covered previously to know when to tell jokes. And that depends completely on the context. Another area where context is important is when the model knows when it gets something wrong. You will need to design the model so that it admits when it is wrong. Context also matters for the device UI. You will need to know the device that you are using and the difference in the devices. I've heard of a tool uh, called Appletools that helps to test on all the different platforms, and I'll leave a link in the show notes. But how does the context change based on which device that they're using, and also the UI that's available for that different device? You'll need to keep abreast about what new devices are released because of the UI changes. New devices means new features, and so know the features available and how to be able to customize them for your experience. An example of this is Amazon Alexa. When it first came out, it was just a speaker, and now it has a screen or it can interact with different screens in the house. The interaction needs to be designed because the AI is good for all things only that happened in the past. It depends on the data of things that have already happened. It can predict how things might happen, but it takes a while for it to adapt to a new normal like a new product coming out. These experiences will need to be designed for. Also, know that AI does not do transitions well. Because of the need to focus models in a very narrow area, there is a need to transition from model to model to cover the whole user journey. How well this transition happens will be up to you. Also, if the modality changes, that will need to be designed as well. For example, if a user transitions from a laptop to mobile, it's hard for one model to hand off all the needed information to the other model. So what is important for that experience will need to be decided as part of the design. AI does not do edge cases very well. As I have talked about previously, accessibility is just a group of edge cases that will get smoothed out by an ML model. Ignoring accessibility can open you up to lawsuits, and you also avoid about 12-15% to of your customers. Also, ignoring them might be adding more noise to your model, depending on what your model does. Like, muscular disabilities can throw off interaction recognition models, and cognitive disabilities can throw off data collection answers. With all these reasons, it's really a no-brainer to make sure to differentiate the accessibility persona even more than it used to be. The second topic is for UX research. So the first thing that a researcher should do is to look over the data that's being collected to train the model. Does this data match the user's intent? When the data was collected, what was the reason for collecting the data? Will that affect the data accuracy for how the data is being used to train the model? You will need to watch for holes in the data when you compare it to the data that you collect from the field. Otherwise, the model could be completely accurate, but not for the customers you're trying to target with the app. For UX researchers, again, the more things change, the more they stay the same. The user journey is hugely important, more so now than previously. Machine learning is there to automate the boring stuff. So find out how to let people do the actions that they are passionate about. Do not automate the areas that people enjoy. To know what these areas are is gonna take research. Like I've said previously, machine learning has problems with humanness. So knowing the motivations behind the behavior and the pain points the info is coming from is all stuff that the UX researchers gonna need to collect. Now probably the biggest problem with AI currently is trust. To know to do the right thing at the right time requires knowing the user journey and covering the different context changes that affect the user journey. Also, to build up trust as a researcher, you'll need to find out which steps in the user journey are the important steps. Where is the accuracy needed to be? Where is it okay if the model is only getting 78 or 80% of the time right? Being able to differentiate between the importance of the different steps of the user journey will help the developers know where they need to focus their work. Researchers need to know all the different personas. Up until now, guiding knowledge has been to try and boil down the personas into three or four archetypes. This needs to change because of the narrowness of AI. The data being used to train the model needs to be gathered from similar populations that are, you are planning to target with your application. Otherwise, there can be problems with the holes in the data are where your customers fit in. For internationalization, every target market needs to be its own model so you'll need to know how are those target markets different. How will the developers need to build the models differently for the specifics of each group? The answers to these questions will need to be added to your reports. Third topic is UX management. Now first benchmark your current product. Benchmark competing products. A lot of the methods that I've talked about are how to adapt process changes. With the working of the ML models being unknowable, the new process is to compare the metrics to a baseline. So first decide on what the important metrics are, and then benchmark it. Models have a way of becoming unrunnable fast. Libraries get updated quickly, and trying to fire up an old model for comparison might be impossible, so do it now. Managing the process also has some extra things that will need to be covered. The biggest probably is ethics. Should you be building it? Now I'm not talking about the problem of can it be built without using AI, but you will need to know the answer to that as well. If the product is built, Are there unintended consequences? Is this product going to be the best thing for the user? How are you influencing the actions of the user? There are also a lot of new risks. Uh, Machine learning models can be deceived. If some users can trick the model, it can cause a worse experience for other users. You'll need to make sure the model can't get exploited by knowing the data going in and then comparing it to the data coming out. This would allow bad users to find exploitable shortcuts within the model. Other points of security include the training data, data sources, algorithms in interacting with your model, along with the models themselves. It's also a good idea to make sure that you know how to return to a known good state if something does go wrong, and also to make sure that the model can't alter itself. Transparency is something that you're going to want to think about, even if the users aren't asking for it in the research. Most likely it just hasn't been thought of yet, and when they do, the opinion of your product can change very quickly if the app lacks transparency. How you expose the process will differ depending on the app as well as the amount and types of info you want to give. Just keep it as part of the design process that anytime there is data used to answer a question or to complete a task, you have to answer the question also, can we reveal to the user where this data came from and how we process it? Since AI is always trying to do the boring tasks for the user, a good time to help transparency is telling the user when you've done something to help them. AI safety seems to be an area that also has fallen into the lap of UX as well. There are different types of safety, of course. For the business side, know that machine learning can be unexplainable. So if the app involves government or regulated industries like banking, it can cause problems with regulators. Also, mission-critical systems can't test a thousand different iterations and hope that one works. So designers will need to create safety scaffolding for the ML model to operate within, to keep it within safe boundaries. AI safety for users means that you will need to recognize the context when getting the answer wrong could cause harm, and in those situations, design into the experience a way that it hands off to human intervention or it shuts down the interaction. There is also a huge increase in the need to recognize human biases. Now since data comes from people and people are biased, so is the data. This means that training data, labeling data, the way that the data is collected, the way that the data is cleaned, the format the data is output, can all be tainted by a bias. A good way to verify is to take the needs found during the research and turn them into stories. Go ahead and look at the data ingestion process at every transformation that the data goes through and see if it matches with the intent of the story. It makes it a whole lot easier in finding the bias. Now, in conclusion, I've tried covering all the areas I can think of that are changed, so I'm going to go ahead and end with a caveat. There are a lot of predictions in this episode. Like most strategy plans, I can only say what's going to be happening in the next three to five years. After that time, this industry is moving so fast, it gets hard to know what's coming but that's what makes it so interesting to work in. Another thing that I didn't talk about is AGI. If you're unfamiliar with the term, it is basically the AI in movies that can think for itself as opposed to the narrow AI we have now, which does one task really well. Since there is so much controversy on if AGI will ever be possible, all I can really add to this controversial topic is that if there was ever a real need for making sure that design is human-centered, this is it. All of the topics of AI transparency, ethics, and safety are important to build on to the tools that build the ML models. Even without the movie scare of AGI, machine learning is hugely powerful. I've got a blurb on my website about how AI is kind of like a nuclear power. It can be super powerful, but only if it's designed correctly. Starting with understanding the intent on why data was collected and translating that into something helpful is going to require much better tools than what we have right now and better design is how we get there and on that note how do you think ux design will improve ai and how do you think ai will improve ux well that's all i have for this episode but i would love to hear back from you on how you think things will change go ahead and use a phone and record a voice memo then email it to me at podcast at design that is also an awesome way to let me know what you like and what you would like to hear more of or if you have any questions or comments, record a message for those too. If you'd like to see what I'm up to, you can find me on Twitter at design for ai And remember, with how powerful AI is, let's design it to be usable for everyone. Thank you.